You're listening to the Cruise Tips TV Unplugged Podcast. Today on the show, we're answering your cruise-related questions. Welcome to Cruise Tips TV Unplugged. I'm your host, Sherry, and we invite you to join our cruise-loving family as we travel the world creating cruise videos and vlogs. In this podcast, we talk tips, tactics, and strategies to help you make every cruise your dream cruise. I am back. Last week, I was not here. In fact, you had a different honey, did you not? (laughs) Yes, I had a hot date with honey. That was so great. Those of you who have not heard last week's podcast was an interview with Honey from Cruising with Honey about the restart in Australia. Now, even if you're not interested in cruising in Australia, it is a very entertaining show. And she also shares all of the different possibilities about cruising from Australia, which is kind of fun to learn about, like how you can go to the South Pacific. You can cruise the coast of Australia itself. You can go to New Zealand. There's just so much. But Mr. Cruise Tips TV, it was really funny when I listened back and I started the show. Hi, honey. <laughs> it was it was like I was talking to you, but yeah, my, I wasn't. My spider sense kept tingling because I kept hearing the word honey, <laughs> honey, honey, honey. Especially when you're editing the show, right? And yeah. it was like, honey, honey. Anyhow, honey is wonderful. It was a great show. And this week we are actually going to be answering some questions from our Instagram and Facebook communities and a very awesome listener email with lots of questions in it from our one of our um, community members, Shayla Kelly. Now, Shayla has a lot of really great cruise questions. And there's one twist on this is that she mentioned that she is disabled. In fact, she has cerebral palsy and walks with crutches, but also has a wheelchair. And she has some questions about that, but also just some really good cruise questions. And Shayla actually inspired this episode because she had just these you know, an enormous amount of good questions in one email. So we're going to close the show with her email and start the show with some questions from our Facebook students and coaches group, Mr. Cruise Tips TV. Are you ready to do this? Let's go. Let's go. Let's start with a question from Rick Haga. Rick said, what are your thoughts on booking airfare through the cruise lines? I've always booked myself or through a travel agent. I'm hearing more and more horror stories regarding cruise line and airfare issues. So this is really tough, Rick, because the the experiences that I've personally had booking my air through the cruise line have been exceptional. But there's a certain type of booking that I'm talking about. And I think there's a certain type of booking that you're talking about where the nightmares come in. I think that where the bad experiences come in is when the cruise line offers air as part of your price package and they choose your flights for you. And you don't get any say in your itinerary. Now, those tend to be pretty messy. And um, because of the fact that you don't have choice, that can also be kind of just, I think it's just unsettling not to have a choice in your airfare. So an example of that might be Norwegian Cruise Line, where they have the air bundled into the fare and they book it for you. So, you know, we're hearing, we've always heard stories about people not having control of their booking, but now what's happening is that because there's so many cancellations in the airline industry in general, is that people are just having a difficult time with their flights. So I want to make sure that we separate those two things, difficulty with the cruise line and difficulty with flights in general, two very different things. Now, sometimes the cruise lines, what you might be hearing about is people not being satisfied with the cruise lines, rebooking them when there's a problem. That could be the case, but 
Let me tell you the other type of airfare that I think is excellent to book with a cruise line and one you should consider. And that is, for example, Princess and Royal Caribbean and the Holland America and kind of the carnival group of companies has these airfare plans where you can book on the cruise line website, but you're choosing your own flights you're getting all the protections that you would get kind of with your cruise, meaning that if you book a flexible, not a restricted fare, you don't have to pay until final payment is due. You can change your uh, flights up until a certain point and you are completely guaranteed to get to your destination in time. And if there's any changes, the cruise line handles all of it for you. Those are the types of airfare that I have booked through cruise lines and that I would recommend, but I might shy away from those bundles. Those bundles for me would make me completely nervous. As a control freak, I would not want a cruise line choosing my airfare and my connecting cities and all that. It would totally stress me out. So I hear you, but I actually would say that booking with the cruise line otherwise is probably a smart thing. Particularly for me, the two cruise lines I would do it with would be Royal Caribbean and Princess and probably Holland America as well, because I think that they use probably the same engine as Princess. So Rick, I know that was a long answer, but I thought that you might be interested in a little backstory there. Um, Our next question comes from Carrie Steele. Carrie says, which cruise lines that depart from Long Beach or LA ports have an itinerary that stays a decent amount of time in Cabo? I'm a little disappointed with certain Cabo itineraries. Carrie, I feel ya. When I'm researching a cruise and I see that a cruise ship is going to Cabo from, let's just say, 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m., knowing it's a tender port, I roll my eyes and go, next Unless I feel like I'm not going to get off the ship on that cruise, I completely agree with you. What's the point of going to a tender port when you can't even get off the ship for hours because the tenders are so crowded and then you just have a few hours in port, you're rushing back on the ship, you had to wake up at the crack of dawn. I cannot stand it. So I'm with you. What I typically do is just research, you know, keep looking at different dates and try to find out when you're going to be in Cabo for a full day. But I took it one step further for you, Carrie, and I found some itineraries that you might like. So Celebrity Solstice, November 5th itinerary stays in Cabo from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., which is great. Carnival Panorama's November 5th sailing stays in Cabo from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., also a terrific time frame. Discovery Princess's January 28th sailing, this is the best one of all, by the way, stays in Cabo from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Now that's a nice one. And also you can look at cruises out of San Diego because several of the ships that cruise out of San Diego will stay from like 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's not a bad one either. When you get in a little late and stay into the evening, those are kind of nice. It's the ones where you wake up in the morning really early. Oh, no, thank you. So Carrie, make sure that you look at different dates because the cruise lines will change these times. You could have, even in the same month, you could have several different types of um, arrival and departure times for the same port. But I think my best tip for you, Carrie, is if you're really stoked about Cabo, try to find a cruise that has two days in Cabo. They're out there. Look for those um, Cabo overnights. They're not really overnights. They actually kind of they kind of buzz out and buzz back in. Um, but yeah, check those out and you'll have lots of time in Cabo. 
All right. Lisa Contreras says, does Ruby Princess have a video game arcade? Lisa, I couldn't find a video arcade on the deck plan for Ruby Princess. I don't think that they do. Some of the princess ships I think do. um, But what you might want to know is that if you're cruising with kids in their kids centers in the teen and the kind of eight to 12 range, they have great games, video games. Some of them even have ski ball, which I know that's not a video game, but it's, it's an arcade type thing. So yeah. If you're looking, Lisa, for something with an arcade, I would highly recommend something like Royal Caribbean, like Navigator of the Seas that cruises out of the West Coast over here, has fantastic arcades. Royal Caribbean in general has really good arcades, and so does Carnival sometimes, so check that out. All right. Banya Altman said, is there anything at all that you refuse to do on a ship? You don't think it's worth it, or you simply don't like to do it on a cruise. And then Bonya, she wrote next, she wrote, hot tub for Mr. Cruise Tips TV. That one I know. So I'm going to have to give this some thought, Mr. Cruise Tips TV. Has anything come to mind for you? Well, I generally don't like to stand in line. So if there is a line, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to spend my vacation standing in line. Now, of course, if, if it's, you know, four or five people or something like that, that's one thing. But... We, we talked about this on another podcast about how we never did the flow rider prior to the pandemic because the line was always too long. That's a perfect example of something that we just wouldn't do, even though it looked great. And as it turns out, it is great, but the lines have always been too long. Wow. I never would have thought about the line thing. That's an excellent, an excellent one. For me, things I refuse to do on a ship... Oh boy. I'm not, I'm not like, I usually will tell people I'm not a gambler, but I've even tried gambling a little on my last few cruises because I had some kind of a casino credit and I thought it would be fun. I have to say, I don't really like gambling. So it's not something that you're going to find me doing. You're probably never going to find me at a table partially because I'm not interested also because I just don't know how to play all those card games and I wouldn't want to make a fool of myself. Um, you'd also never find me at like a pool party where there was any kind of participation. So I would never be at a a belly flop contest. I would never be participating in any kind of hairy chest contest. Obviously I'm a good, which is is, good because you know me and my hairy chest, (laughs) like those, all that stuff gives me the heebie jeebies. Although you will find me at the sail away party, just not anything pool related. Okay, our next question is from Karen W. Karen says, do you think excursions are necessary in Alaska or do you think you can get a good experience just walking around the ports? Karen, I really think it's important to get out there and see a little bit more of the areas because when you do just walk around in ports, you're pretty limited to seeing just the shops and like the main street type of a place. Um, So in general, unless you're a returning cruiser, I would say it's probably better to book something and go see all that Alaska has to offer to see the grandeur of it and the wildness of it and just experience it. So anyway, Karen, yeah, it's a, it's a tough call, but I think that probably if you've been there before and you want to just walk around the ports, that's perfectly fine. But uh, otherwise, get out there, go see the glaciers, do some whale watching, see all the things. All right, we are going to move on to some questions from Instagram. And our first one comes from 55MCG. 55MCG says, is the carnival option for texting your family $5 per person per day? Great question. I looked this up on the carnival website and it looks like that chat option is $5 USD per user for the entire voyage. And you can chat with your family and friends on board the whole cruise. So it's $5 
per user per voyage, so not per day. And this is something that you can do if you're th ages 13 and up. So it's free to download and use the app on board, just a little extra charge if you wanna do the chat feature. Okay, next question comes from Lolo Ruth Bell, who says, cruise lines you think don't get enough love? Hmm, cruise lines that are hidden gems. Well, Lolo Ruth Bell, I think that uh, most likely MSC probably gets a bad rap because a lot of people cruised with them in the early days and maybe haven't given them another chance. And so I think um, MSC is without a doubt one that I would give some more consideration to. I also think that some people believe that Carnival has a certain reputation um, of being a party cruise line or maybe just not being a good fit. And I think that, that they also sometimes get an unfair rap because every ship is different and every itinerary is really different. And we actually really love Carnival. So that would be my input. Okay. Next question comes today from Serendipity Moments. Holland America Mexican Riviera cruise for Christmas. Will cruise ports still have their usual excursions? Yes, serendipity moments. They should have plenty of excursions available for you. I'm not sure if you mean like the whole Christmas week or the whole like the Christmas day, but Mexico is hopping during that time of year. And there are a lot of tourists in the area, whether they're on cruise ships or whether they're coming in from other parts of Mexico or from North America and Canada. So there'll be lots for you to do. Okay. Ohana Willard said, how to ensure you're in a quiet room. The last two cruises were next to the loudest families. Um, it was so frustrating. Can you request a new quiet cabin? Well, Ahana Willard, you could definitely try to request a new quiet cabin, go down to customer service and kind of ask them if they have any other inventory, approach it in a very friendly fashion. But I think the best tip that we have for you in order to get a nice quiet cabin from the beginning is to ensure that you do not book a connecting cabin because what may have been happening for you is that you may have been in a stateroom that had a connecting door. So there may have been kind of a thinner door between you and the people right next to you. So that's one thing that you can do. Another thing that you might want to do is consider cruising on a cruise line that has less families and children on it. So if you run a little bit more quiet, even if you're cruising with your family, maybe you want to try something a little different, like maybe Celebrity or Princess or Holland America. And those can be really great even for families, but maybe you want a little more of a quiet experience. And also just, you know, be sure that when you're booking that you book away from public areas where you're going to have a lot of noise. Okay. Next question is from Nat Mano. Any tips for cruising with a toddler? It's your first cruise with a one and a half year old and you're nervous. Well, don't be nervous, Nat Mano, because that is when we cruised around that time with Junior for the first time. So his first cruise when he, is when he was one. And then we took him on another cruise when he was 18 months old. And I got to tell you, I think it was some of the absolute best time to cruise because the little ones, they sleep so well at that age on the ship. It, like they've got this rocking at night and they typically sleep really, really well and you can wear them out during the day. Don't be nervous at all. Use it as an opportunity to allow your child to get to know different foods, really allow the staff to help you out with that. The staff and crew are very likely going to so enjoy your one and a half year old and you're going to have a wonderful time. If you need to get a pack and play requested for the baby to sleep in ahead of time, you can do that. You could take your own pack and play, but I would say do not be nervous. Just have a really nice time and make sure that you try to keep the child on their normal nap times. So book a balcony cabin and get back to your room in time for normal normal nap times. 
but cruising with babies is fun. Wouldn't you agree, Mr. Cruises TV? So fun. Yeah, no problem. I don't think there's anything to be afraid of. Agree. All right. Sunny Susie wanted some tour ideas for Mykonos, Santorini, and Athens. Sunny Susie, unfortunately, I've never visited any of those ports, but I'm going to do a little research for you. And hopefully you can stop by one of our live streams and we will give you some tips on those, uh, those ports with the help of our audience. Next up, Mrs. Reynolds 0608 says, with everything changing, do you think they'll drop the mandate with vaccinated and non-vaccinated? Well, Mrs. Reynolds, things are definitely changing and we're starting to see some movement in the industry with regard to dropping things. Uh, I think that one of the things that we've noticed is that there's a few cruise lines. Now, these are smaller cruise lines, probably none that you're accustomed to, um, but uh, they're dropping, they seem to be dropping the testing requirement first, not the vaccination requirement. So if I had to take a guess, I would say that we might see the testing requirements dropping sooner. But again, I really don't know. What I can tell you is that it is easier than ever to cruise if you are not vaccinated. Their cruise lines have lowered some of the thresholds for how many vaccinated passengers they can have on board, and you can seek exemptions. Uh, for example, Carnival Cruise Line makes it very easy. Princess makes it very easy. There are travel agents out there who will work with you and help you through a vaccine exemption if you need it. So don't be discouraged. I think it's something absolutely worth pursuing. Similarly, Doreen64 says, when will the testing requirements be gone? I don't know the answer, Doreen, but I have a feeling that they'll be dropped before the vaccine requirements. So we'll just have to see. Uh, Letty RS said, how do I get good discounts on cruises? Well, Letty, it's a tricky one, but I think one of the best things that you can do to get good discounts on cruises is A, use a travel agent. They can definitely help you with pricing. And the second thing that you can do, B, is be flexible about your dates. Um, a cruise can vary in price, you know, hundreds to thousands of dollars within the same month. For example, if you are looking to cruise in December, you're going to find that the Christmas and New Year's month are extremely expensive, but you might find that the first few weeks of December are some of the, the least expensive weeks of the year. So date flexibility is key when you're trying to get a good deal and definitely use a travel agent. Let them know if you're looking for a bargain and you should be able to find something like that. You know, a long time ago, you used to be able to get last minute deals. Mm -hmm. Is that still a thing? Yes. Last minute deals, I think are still a thing. And one, um, a couple of different ways that you might want to get on board with that. And very good point, Mr. Cruise Tips TV, are to um, search on different cruise line websites for things like standby deals. Like for example, Princess Cruise Line will have a last minute or standby deals area where if you have true flexibility in your life and you can just pick up and go, which I would love to have that, but I don't right now, um, you can find those deals. Also get onto cruise lines, uh, different um, email lists, and they'll probably email you if they have last minute uh, openings and they're, they're out there. Now they might be for weirder itineraries or like things that just don't tend to book up. One area that I see constantly on the standby deals list is actually Panama Canal cruises. They don't tend to book up. And so people can get really cheap last minute Panama Canal cruises, which could be a really nice long vacation. So that's something to consider. All right. MBE 1213 said, as seniors, we like the flow of small ships. Any reason to try a large or mega ship? So I would say MBE 1213, it's completely up to you. Um, I think that some of the 
Uh, the our favorite cruise ships, without a doubt, are also smaller and medium to uh, medium sized ships, just because they're more comfortable to navigate, and you get to know people better. The service t- tends to be better. So I would say only if you want to try something new. You know, if there's something out there where you just are bored and you want to experience more, and maybe you want to go on a Royal Caribbean Oasis class ship and really experience something new, that could be a good reason to do it. Or maybe your favorite cruise line has built a new ship and it's big and beautiful and you want to try it out. Can you think of something that a larger ship could offer someone who is used to cruising on smaller ships that would be worth, you know, making the the change? I think it just depends on them. I feel like if they're really, if, if they need a certain type of activity that they're not getting, maybe, but in terms of like service or food options, no, I, I don't think, I certainly don't think they're missing out. But I think it's different for everyone, you know, without like if we, if we were to ask our son this, who's 13, he'd say, oh, man, give me a mega ship any day. But when he was eight, he didn't care. Maybe shopping. Okay, fair. That's, that's kind of the only thing I can think of. That, yeah. You know, you're, you're not going to have a lot of shopping on a smaller ship. Maybe variety of specialty dining. True. Maybe. Variety in general. Yeah. Just, okay. Variety in general. Well put. Well put. Yeah. Okay, now we're going to address an email that came in from Shayla Kelly. Shayla was the one who earlier in the cruise, I told you guys a little little bit about, and she said, I've got so many cruise questions as a newbie, and I just want to know if you can help me out. So Shayla is going um, very soon, by the way, in Carnival Freedom. She's going to Nassau, Princess Keys, and Grand Turk on a five-day cruise. And so for her first question, she says, you know, I've heard you talk on the podcast about bringing cash and giving it to the staff. But how does this work with prepaid prepaid gratuities? Can you can you do an, you know a little explanation of gratuities and the pros and cons of prepaid gratuities? So, okay, so prepaid gratuities, Shayla, is when you pay for the gratuities before the cruise. It's really no different than when you pay for your gratuities that are automatically charged to your account at the end of the cruise. Now, personally. I don't do prepaid gratuities, but I do allow the cruise line to charge me the automatic gratuities. I just don't see any reason to pay for it before the cruise personally, but a lot of people like to have the cruise bill out of the way before they get on the ship and they'll pay it before they go because they just don't want the bill at the end. So if you don't want the bill at the end, that's one reason to prepay them. Otherwise, let them charge your account and you'll have more time to pay it off on your credit card or whatever that may be. Now, Shayla went on to say like how how do we tip on top of that? What is the etiquette? What what are we supposed to do here? Is that all is that tip spread out? So the answer is yes. So those those assigned gratuities or automatic gratuities are going to go to your stateroom steward, your dining staff and other people behind the scenes. It's not every single person on the ship. So if you want to know who to tip extra, you can use a little discretion, but let me give you some examples of people that you might want to tip and why. And by the way, this is all discretionary. You don't have to tip anybody else if you don't want to at any point, if you're doing those gratuities, except for the luggage porters at check-in, that would be absolutely critical to tip them. But once you're on the ship, if you're doing those auto gratuities, you don't have to do it. Your beverage package is covering it. If you have one, the purchase of a beverage every time, you're going to be charged a gratuity. So if you want to slip them a little extra cash, you can. Sometimes you might want to do it would be like your stateroom steward, an extra $20 on day one, an extra $50 on the, at the end of the cruise, or $10, Who anything you want to do, whatever you feel 
um, good about is up to you. You might want to tip someone in the buffet who may be normally up there. Those are also, by the way, they're the same people who wait on you in the dining room most likely, but maybe you slip them a couple bucks here and there, just leave it on the table and say, hey, thank you for cleaning up after me, right? So bar staff, coffee shop staff, anyone that you might encounter. Otherwise, I don't think there's anybody else that you'd want to tip, like entertainers and, and customer service people and stuff like that. People commonly don't tip those folks. So there's a, that's a few ideas for you. And yes, you can tip them openly if you'd like, but if you want to be more discreet about it, you can put it in an envelope. The front desk will supply you with envelopes if you need them and kind of quietly, quietly slip that to them. Uh, Shayla also wants to know, she had heard us saying that a lot of times we make connections with the staff on a cruise ship and that we remain in touch with them years later. And she's like, how do you do that? What's the process? Do you exchange Facebook profiles or emails? And yeah, I would say it's usually a social media exchange, Shayla. We might, you know, if you get really close to someone, you might say, oh, you know, I'd love to stay in touch with you. Are you on Facebook? And then see if they're comfortable adding you. But I've never exchanged emails or phone numbers with the crew or staff. It's always been social media for us. But yeah, and just I'd say, you know, secondly, you'll know if they have time to chat it up with you. Sometimes they're really busy and they may not have time to chat and you'll kind of get that vibe, but you'll know where there's a connection. You'll know if your dining staff has a little extra time to stand and chat with you. You know, they'll linger. If, if you see them running around attending to a million tables, you'll know that they won't be able to chat it up, but you'll see what's right and you'll feel what's right and it'll all come naturally to you. All right, now lastly... Um, Shayla wanted to talk about the fact that she is disabled and she has, as we mentioned earlier, a disability that has her walking with crutches and sometimes a wheelchair. So she wants to know kind of how things are going to go in the ports. And I can tell you that in these ports, in Nassau, Princess Keys, and Grand Turk, there none of these are tender ports. Well, isn't is Princess Keys a tender port, Mr. Crucifix TV? I feel like it is. I think we tendered ashore in Princess Keys. I don't think you dock there. So I think you will be tendering, but they will absolutely be friendly to your crutches and your wheelchair. You'll have no issues there. You had said that you wanted to also maybe pick just one of these ports where you should do an excursion. So I think if I were going to pick a port to do an excursion, it would be Nassau for you, Shayla. And I would go to the excursion desk or look at the descriptions and see if any of them are accessible friendly. And I might choose something like that that looks fun for you. And yeah, otherwise I would totally do a beach day at Princess Keys. Princess Keys is absolutely going to be friendly to you in your situation without a doubt. Now, Grand Turk, I can't speak to as much because I've never been to Grand Turk, but I think that there's probably no issues Um booking a nice beach day of some sort in Grand Turk as well, where you can relax. But I do think that it will probably be very easy um, for some anyone with mobility challenges, I think will do fine in all of these ports. I don't even consider, Nassau's got like kind of busy streets and maybe a little bit of rough roads here and there, but you could always take a taxi to a beach or something like that. But yeah, maybe do an excursion in Nassau and really consult with the um, the excursions desk. Another thing you can do is go to forums like cruiseline.com or um, uh, Cruise Critic and go to their accessible, friendly forums and ask your questions there. And I'm sure they'd be happy to answer them. But Shayla, thank you for trusting me with um, these questions. And I hope that you and your husband have a wonderful cruise. I know that it was delayed for your anniversary. So happy anniversary, happy 12th anniversary to you and have a wonderful time. So Mr. Cruise Tips TV, that was kind of our power round of questions today. 
Very nicely done. Thank you. Always nice to get back to the basics of what we love to do here at Cruise Tips TV, which is to help you guys out. One last thing I want to share with you folks is that a couple of you had let me know that you were having trouble seeing our past episodes of our podcast. In fact, many of you reached out and said, ah, they're stopping at April 2020 or July 2020. And we did find that there was an issue um, with our podcast hosting service where we had our our host was limiting our podcast to the last 100. We have fixed the issue and you can now listen to all of our back episodes. And I have to tell you what an honor it is to think that you all would be going back that far to get educated and listen. So thank you for your loyalty and thank you for reaching out to me and and encouraging me to get that fixed. We got it fixed and we are all good to go. Wishing all of you a wonderful week. Join us for the final live stream for our Community Appreciation Month on Thursday, June 23rd at 5.15 p.m. Pacific. We'd love to see you there on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash cruise tips TV. Also, there's just a few more days to redeem the discount code on the intro to cruising masterclass. So you'll want to go to cruise tips tv.com forward slash tutorials and enter the discount code 100. Is that right, Mr. Cruise tips TV? Is that my discount code? Oh dear. I think it's 100. Enter that discount code. And if it doesn't work, shoot me a DM and I'll make sure that you get the right one. But take advantage of that, folks. It's an awesome, an awesome course. And thank you all for listening. Mr. Cruise Sips TV? Yes. Shall you you want to sign us out today? No. no. Yeah. All right, friends. Until next time, we'll see you on the high seas. Thanks for listening to Cruise Tips TV Unplugged. If you like our show and want to know more, check us out at cruisetipstv.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by searching Cruise Tips TV. We'd love if you'd leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribe to the show, and tune in next week. Until next time, we'll see you on the high seas.